0: this is monster of the week
1: i'm jeremy Greer. it's with chris and jeremy i'm chris mosher sam's got kicks and the angels got on hey gas is back in town rest in peace break home <laughs> This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural for your pleasure. We get zero pleasure out of doing this podcast. It's only... This is this is a pleasureless marriage. Pleasure. This is a, this is a, <laughs> we sleep in two different beds, in two different rooms, in two different states. We cannot be any further, <laughs> any further away from each other in this loveless marriage, this loveless podcast marriage. Uh, Chris, how are you doing today, man?
0: I'm doing great. Uh, despite all that, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh I'm on vacation right now and Woo! it feels good to be recording a podcast with with the sun still out. I feel revitalized. I feel like a little spring baby.
1: Yeah, usually at uh the time of day that we record, uh is is usually right around sunset for me and my the window next to my desk like faces out to the setting sun, so I have to close the blinds and like. So that's very have... moody, though. That's that's got some good mood lighting. It's 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 nice if every if for most of the day, except for the time when we usually record. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, because like right now I'm looking out like I've got a couple of acres of grass in front of me. It's sunshiny. On the the way there's a bunch of cows and horses running around. What? Every once in a while, can cost... you really
0: see cows and horses from your podcast window? Oh yeah, totally, dude. <sighs> that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's nice. It's really good. It's, it's really good. Um, the other day, there was, a, there was a rat running down the street. Just the biggest fucking rat I've ever seen. <laughs> Just running down this street, going it's, to catch a bus? I don't know where the fuck that thing was going, but it was going there <laughs> fast, Chris. <laughs> um, we're here today to talk about some Supernatural on what I think is a, is a pretty good episode. I would agree that it's pretty good. It's a, it's a little bit weird, but it's pretty it's definitely good. Definitely
0: a little bit weird but it's it's all right we, it gets it gets the job done.
1: That's true. it is yet yeah, it does have a beginning and an ending, so that we were able to finish this correct. episode and then talk about it on monster. That's of the correct week. Uh, before we get into the the main part, uh, we usually thank all of our friends over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. They donate a couple of bucks a month to get access to cool features like the discord server uh, which is full of filthy horny people as we have mentioned in the past um, thank and you also being you. And also an anime watching club,
0: I think. Yeah, that's new. Yeah. That's very new.
1: That's that's brand. That's hot off the presses. So if you want to watch- That's got
0: nothing to do with us. We we, we're not doing idea.
1: it. We have, I, I'm not going to watch any fucking anime that I already <laughs> haven't signed up to watch. So <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Um, uh, I, I love
0: the idea. I love that people are doing that uh, on in, in the Discord. And I, I think that people can definitely do that for stuff that's, that's not just anime. We encourage that. I think we encourage that. Um, and hopefully people are into that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think people uh, are into it by the by the response. Um, you also get exclusive podcasts. So this month we released our podcast covering Doctor Horrible Sing Along blog. We're also covering episodes of Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Cowboy Bebop. We're covering the richer books, and we've got some really cool stuff along yes. coming up pretty soon, um, including maybe a secret podcast. Hmm. Ooh, hmm, that wouldn't be just exclusive for patrons. But anyway, hmm. uh, Chris. Can you catch us up on what's happening with season nine so far?
0: I'll, hey, I'll do my best. Last time on Supernatural, things got a little horny.
1: (laughs) Horny.
0: With the virginity, virginity, excuse me, of the Winchesters being reclaimed and then once again lost in the span of 40 minutes. And I know what you're thinking, but Chris... Only Dean had sex in the last episode. Sam's still a virgin. And yes, you would be partially correct. But we all know that virginity isn't really about sex. It's about purity. And our lovable whole new level of freak has never been pure. I thought that that was funny when I wrote it this morning. After (laughs) getting that sweet virgin nut, Dean finally decides to spill the beans. The virgin nut is his. God, after I hate finally it. getting I hate that it. sweet virgin nut, <laughs> Dean finally decides to spill the beans about the angel possessing Sam's body. But when Ezekiel takes over and stops him, we know our hunks are in trouble.
1: That's it. That's it. That's it. That's um, it. I didn't write about anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Okay. Well, you you wrote. I didn't. I just stopped listening after the uh, the v nut tobacco. So I just stopped. Yeah. I just had to shut down. You gotta get that, that virgin nut. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Please don't say that anymore. Now I know how you, you felt last it. episode. I'm just gonna, I'm yeah. just gonna edit. Yeah. Except I can edit you out saying that so it doesn't even become it's a thing. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> so today we're covering Season 9, Episode 9, uh, Holy Terror. This was written by Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross lemming This is directed by Thomas Wright and aired on uh, December third, twenty thirteen. Chris, I'm just going to make a quick note here. This is a uh, a mid season break, so that we're not going to actually have another episode uh. to watch for another six weeks, which means we, we're just going to have to shut down the podcast for six weeks.
0: All right. Well, it was good while it lasted. I think <laughs> I watched this. Uh, I think I watched this live at the time i think i was still watching season nine live for the most part i I remember this wait i remember the the cliffhanger at the end of this and being like oh wow
1: (laughs) who would have seen that coming I can't believe that this whole thing that you've absolutely predicted actually just happened right now. (laughs) Um, The episode description is an angel war begins after a massive angel slaughter occurs. Sam and Dean arrive at the scene to investigate and are surprised to run into Castiel. While While investigating, Castiel is captured and tortured. Meanwhile, Dean questions Ezekiel's demands and wonder if it might be time to tell Sam the truth uh i'll give them points for that being the most boring description of this episode and also relatively accurate so good job guys you're doing well
0: all right all right you know i was thinking we need to switch to those netflix descriptions because they are tight they're concise but you know
1: what? This one's all right. These are these are official CW episode descriptions. I don't know where the Netflix right. b- is getting their stuff, but, but this is—it's just some intern typing them all. This—it's—it's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's probably somebody in our Discord who's un- yeah. <laughs> unwilling to say who they are. Show yourself, you coward! Um, also, I noticed when I was copying and pasting over uh, all of the actors and actresses that are in this episode that—and this could not—this may not be the first time that happened, but it's the first time I've noticed it. Uh, misha collins as castiel is listed as main cast not a guest star not a special guest star not a co-star so that was the first time i noticed this if i if i've missed it in the past uh, i'll well please let me know
0: they had to make the distinction because there's 900 characters 900 named characters in this episode
1: (laughs) um just like going through the list like sam dean winchester castiel kevin tran metatron muriel theo malachi choir lady female angel angel william (laughs) red dog edwards angel bodyguard number (laughs) one angel bodyguard number two and police officer so that's that's all of our character names that are just in the it like there's there's a lot more past that that are probably named but this is just like the top ones right Mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy
0: (laughs) yeah um should we get into it
1: yeah i do uh in our in our previously on segment uh i do like to i do just want to mention that like they created they accidentally created a destiel like amv <laughs> like in the first <laughs> the first 30 seconds is nothing but dean and castiel like staring at each other and saying that they're going to be there for one another like it's crazy
0: yeah it, it was an extra long uh Roads or whatever last time previously on it felt like it felt like it was a little bit longer this time i know because they're catching up on a lot because this is a big episode yeah they had to do the previous eight episodes
1: that's exactly right yep
0: um so we start this cold open i actually kind of like this shot This establishing i mean you know it's gonna go bad in two seconds but we see a little white church bus like right driving out in the country of wyoming and uh it's for a glee club a church glee club and they're singing this little light of mine as they just like roll up on a uh on a on a local biker bar like out in the stick somewhere it's like so you know that this is some like kkk shit um it ain't it ain't gonna end well that's
1: all i'm saying it doesn't if if I were th- this choir, if I was the bus driver, I would look at what was ha- where I was driving to and be like, you know what, guys? Are you stupid to me? You know what, choir girls, let's let's go get a burger at McDonald's. <laughs> this place yeah, is not Just go somewhere else. Yeah, this place maybe isn't our vibe. Like maybe we're looking, <laughs> we're looking for a different kind of place with like a soda machine, like one of those Coke flavor machines, right? There, one of those is sure, not in here. Sure.
0: Yeah. No, no, just a lot of repressed emotions in there. Uh, none of them good. Um, so, but the uh, the choir group goes in, and they, they line up, and I guess I should have known at this point, like, oh, something's up here, because <laughs> the way that all the bikers react to, like, this one little woman coming in, you'd think at first they'd be like, oh, this is weird, what are you doing here, stranger? Uh, but then they get all real defensive that she's there, I'm like, I don't care how much you want to protect your territory, like, this one little lady, and then, of course, all the other identical-looking little ladies come in, uh, and they're, they're, having a, they're having a standoff, because it's not bikers, and it's not a glee club. It's angels.
1: It's angels. And uh, they tell him, like, hey, you need to get the hell out of there. And then they just start fighting. And uh, we see this from the outside of the bar where we see that kind of typical blue light flashing as the angels die. And we hear yelling and grunts and, and stabbing noises. Um, and then out from, out from inside the bar, all of the choir ladies uh, walk out one by one, now covered in blood. And we get to yeah. see some shots from the inside of all of these dudes just dead on the floor.
0: I like to write my notes the way that George Lucas writes his scripts. I just put oh. in brackets. They fight, and it's just three pages of they fight. Um, Excellent. And that's that's how I convey the action at Supernatural because they, <laughs> they fight, fight, and yeah, there's there's well there's some slaughtering, and I like <laughs> I like the scene of the Glee Club, Club coming back out
1: just drenched in blood. They're not. I don't know that you can call them a Glee Club, Chris. They're a choir. Like they're they are specifically. They, it said
0: Glee Club on the bus that's where i got that did from. it really I just okay make that up yeah uh,
1: okay because i thought I, I thought a glee club was specifically high school like i, I mean that, yeah, same so maybe they stole the bus maybe they stole the bus and just got it wrong i mean they're angels they don't get pop culture like demons do mm-hmm. right because
0: mm-hmm. i glee club is not a Reference that I would reach for. It's not a. It's not a term I would just pull out. I only said it because it was written on the bus.
1: Glee was probably popular during this time. I think Definitely. that's what is where this is going. um Definitely. In the main episode, Dean and Sam are riding around in the Impala, except it's not really Sam. It's Ezekiel. Uh, who tells Dean that Sam is much improved and it shouldn't be, take much more time to heal him. And Dean says, that's what you said weeks ago. I'm getting tired of, of waiting <clears throat> uh, and I you, you need to hurry this up. And Z- Ezekiel basically responds and is like, hey, look, I can't I can't do that. I'm going as fast as I can. But in the meantime, we're off investigating angels, which you know can directly endanger me. So you should not be doing that. And uh, I like Dean's best being like, if I don't do this, Sam's going to find out about it and ask me about it. Like, I don't know what else to do. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah so i think it's super fucking weird if i don't investigate like the most glaring angel issue that we've ever seen so like yeah we gotta look into it um he's like also how the how do you even know that we're doing this you you just you're just listening in on every single thing that we say and he's like Nah, man i only uh ezekiel's way different than this episode by the way
1: yeah man i don't know uh you know i have the to like uh bits and pieces word here word there you know hey pepperoni it's <laughs> no big deal well, wow! Like, I, I thought you, this was going to be I thought Ezekiel had spent some time at the beach in California, but no, you're you're telling me I that, he, that he's, he's he's like a ex surfer that lives in like downtown New York now, right? Like just delivering pizzas. Know. Is that what's is that what's happening? The
0: voice just come it just I don't plan anything. I just say hey, hey, what's uh you know, it just it comes out of my mouth.
1: Um I'm going to I'm going to take Jerry Padalecki to task in this episode for some acting, mm-hmm. some acting decisions, uh but not okay. quite yet because Ezekiel uh you know because and- he's doing the surfer pro voice <laughs> because he's talking like a fucking surfer the entire time you i don't not- know man i just think you should stay away from angels you should not use the word tubular when you're talking about cosmic matters <laughs> sam winchester <Yeah>. jesus christ <laughs> tubular is a level and super mario world is not a <laughs> word that you use just um, like jared please stick to
0: the script all right man whatever you say <laughs> all right all right dude all right, all right dude
1: uh, For sure, <laughs> Ezekiel goes goes back into Sam's head, and then Sam kind of just resumes where he's talking from. Uh, the, they do this really quickly, and I think I think Jared handles this this very well. Uh, Sam, however, realizes that he has just somehow lost 50 miles. Uh, Dean tries to chalk this up to the trials, and then Sam's like, I don't really think so. I think something might be genuinely matter genuinely wrong with me. And Dean's like, don't worry about it, man. Would I lie to you? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Dean. Wh- why would you ever say that to somebody yeah. you've been actively lying phrase. to for months? Sam's like, I mean, yeah, fucking dude all the time, dude. You're, and also, yes, as a matter of fact, you, you lie to everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. Gee, that's like your thing. It's fine. Like, It's no big deal. I'm used to it.
1: Is like, there a single yeah. person that you love that you haven't lied to, Dean Winchester? Like, like yeah, seriously, seriously thinking about that. Uh, Lisa, Ben, John Winchester. I guess Mary. He was too young to lie to Mary. He was, too, he was too young to lie. But I guarantee you, well, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just, I'm just going to say that there's some like world out there where he has probably definitely lied to uh, oh, Mary sure, Winchester. Sure.
0: I don't doubt it for even a second. Um, Sam, yeah, Sam's getting pretty frustrated because he's like, I'm missing chunks of time. I don't care what you say. Missing chunks of time. This sucks. This feels like something wrong with I me. I feel
1: like somebody who just started watching volleyball anime and then woke up and it was the next day. I f-
0: yeah. <laughs> I feel like one second it's it's you know, eleven on a Monday, and suddenly it's it's Tuesday at eight AM. I'm hungover, I'm confused, and I know a hell of a lot more about volleyball than I did last night. And I don't know what happened in between.
1: <laughs> All I know is how to spike and how to guard.
0: Also, yeah. <laughs> Those are things I need to know, but here I am. So, they get to the, the crime scene, Sam is in the background the whole time, like, practicing his spikes, and he doesn't, like, he doesn't know why. He's he just, like, no showing up. Usually he used develop I- this muscle memory, that he just doesn't get it. <laughs>
1: He doesn't understand why he just doesn't kick the volleyball like he did throughout his entire yeah. life. <laughs> now he has that this weird motion right with his hand.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Castiel just keeps looking over at him because guess what? Castiel's here too. Castiel's great this episode. Castiel um,
1: is is very good. Um, he's doing the Hunter thing. And I really like this this exchange of agent, agent, agent. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> Sam gives him like a long like, agent. <laughs> like, he, like he's super... Amu- I like Sam and Castiel here because... Sam is obviously fucking clueless to what's going on. He has no clue. Um, so, so he's just really, like, bemused to see Castiel here, where Dean is like, oh, fuck, like, Castiel, you can't be here, because Ezekiel doesn't want you here. You know, Dean's stressing out about the situation, but Sam is just like, hey, get a load of this guy.
1: <laughs> well, and, you know, Sam thinks that Castiel left on his own to get away from true, all of true. this. And so now he's showing up, like, in the middle of an angel investigation, and... You know, he's saying, and Sam is like, you know, I can't believe you'd want to come back. And Dean's like, oh well, I mean, he he really didn't, you know. What what about all these dead people right here? (laughs) Like he's yeah, good (laughs) save. Stress it out.
0: (laughs) Stress it a little bit. Um, but yeah, so it sounds like because they're they're at the crime scene where the angels fought. It sounds like they're they're really dealing with some some warring angel factions. Um, it's not just Bartholomew who has his crew of angels like clearly if if they're clashing then that means there must be another sizable group of angels
1: yes so that kind of setting up the stage for this angel war that we're about to Ooh. we're about to take into it but we're about to get into um we switch over to some fucking extras <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> <Not> every- <laughs> right before
0: the extras oh. uh sam or no uh castiel walks away to go do something zeke takes back over uh Sam, just to be like, I'm mad, and I want everyone to know that I'm mad. I just wanted to get it out there. I want to clear the air. Let you know I'm pissed about the situation. Dude. i told you not to hang out, Cass. I don't like it. Whoa dude. It's not tubular. It's not excellent. It is not for sure. Okay? And I don't <laughs> like it. And then he goes back in the same
1: <laughs> I uh I definitely remember all of that happening. So yeah. yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> I'm yeah, glad yeah. I'm glad you were there to cover it. Um, uh, and then we get to see fucking extra central. <laughs> Extra central. Uh, we're in the parking lot of a wet pipe factory. Um, it's like medium damp <laughs> there. Uh, two limousines kind of roll up from opposite sides. You've seen this. Like, you can picture it in your mind. Like, this is every fucking meeting in a Breaking Bad episode. This is every fucking yeah. meeting and from, the, from the bad guys in a... SUV, SVU, SUV? Probably SVU, right? Like, they probably don't make a lot of TV shows about SUV. This
0: is, yeah, this is every wet pipe conversation that's ever been had.
1: SUV, Los Angeles. (laughs) We've got five housewives with five giant vehicles (laughs) (laughs) in one parking lot of a wet pipe factory.
0: (laughs) Two angel factions, five angry housewives,
1: one Um, pipe factory. Out of one limousine comes uh, our choir lady. From the from the from the cold open, she's with uh one specifically like like scumbag looking motherfucker. Uh, yeah. If we hadn't already called Kevin a human sweat stain, this would be human sweat stain. But I feel like this that's guy's an angel sweat stain now. for sure. Oh, he's an angel sweat stain. There we go. He's, this guy's like you know when a, you get you have a, <laughs> Chris. He's a literal ass. Is that what I'm just hearing? Yeah, he's a
0: literal ass. He's got um you know when you get uh you get a white t shirt and it gets stained under the arms from your deodorant and it turns mm-hmm. a
1: little yellow. That's this guy. That's this. Yes. Guy. For my. Deodorant. Yes, yes. Yeah. I know th- uh, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Uh from the other limo becomes um some of our old friends. Uh this is the angel assistant lady to Bartholomew Bartholomew, and then two no named motherfuckers that we yeah, will just never guys. see again. Yeah, they're, they're just, just two dudes. guys, two dudes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, two fellas. They have come to supposedly negotiate a a truce, but immediately uh this, this the angel sweatstain, whose name is Malachi, is very upset mm-hmm. that he's he's treating with this lowly angel and not Bartholomew himself right uh, so we're uh, not starting to that to, to to hear out on good terms at all.
0: yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Tensions are already rising because he wanted to he wanted to meet Bart himself, and um to that, the second in command, or you know whatever assistant to Bartholomew says, uh, "I'm sorry." uh in a very canadian way and it was very funny that they just <laughs> couldn't hide it um it's very it's just very cute i don't know this <laughs> <laughs> is a serious situation and it's just like i'm sorry uh that's not what she sounds like at all i can't do a canadian accent but you get what i'm going for yeah just um, hey, pretend she's
1: pretend she's selling someone a pepperoni pizza and try again
0: yeah uh <laughs> hey listen uh get gotta put some pepperoni all right listen they don't things aren't going well she says bartholomew is not going to deal with these these dirty thugs with these human sweat stains um so the dirty thugs malachi and his gang they're like all right sick and they do some angel blade throwing karate stuff and they take down all of bartholomew's angels
1: have we talked at all on this on this podcast about um how choreographed fight scenes in supernatural kind of annoy me sometimes sometimes
0: I, I don't think we have but i'm there with you
1: like this this like kung fu delivery system that they have devised to, to to throw these eight like definitely well balanced for throwing angel blades across a wet pipe factory parking lot is it's fine like i know what i know what it is i just i don't know if this is just old man jeremy yelling at some 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 fighting clouds but it just why do the angels know like all know like kung fu and how to throw shit and all this other stuff? They're like, warriors, bro. But are, so are you telling me like? <sighs>
0: But I feel like angels wouldn't have to physically do any kind of work. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Like what
1: kind of like, I don't think that I don't, I didn't think the angel blades were literal angel blades until they started showing up and somebody melted one down for bullets. Like I didn't think they (laughs) were something like, it's just because you remember when like Castiel told us that his, his angelic form was like four stories tall and it was blowing out. Why does he have an angel blade? Are you carrying around (laughs) it like, half of a fucking toothpick to stab somebody with? Beats me, dude. (laughs) I have no idea. And a Um, lot of times this stuff doesn't get, uh, doesn't really get in the way. I don't mind watching Sam and Dean get thrown across the room, and it's always pretty funny, especially if they get knocked out at the end. But when it's just nothing but, like, all extras who were going to die by the end of the episode, I just don't give a fuck. So It's
0: it's just really, this scene is very funny to me, because it's like, you know, they... Obviously, they, they wrote the scene, they shot the scene, they got everybody out there for the day, um, and they took care of it. It probably you know it was probably a quick little thing. It's just these random extras who aren't on the show talking about such serious meta plot shit. In a strange location. They probably didn't meet uh, Jared or Jensen. One of the guys meets Misha later. Like, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. But it's just Misha, it's Misha just showed some, up
1: because he thought it was a different scene being recorded. Oh, am I yeah. not here? He was am like, oh, I not here today? My
0: mistake. He got guilted into staying on.
1: Jared tricked him into thinking that he was on set this Jared
0: <laughs> 100% tricked Misha into being, being there. That's not the only reason that they met him. 100%. Oh, he's like, oh, yeah, we have a big C where Cassiel saves. And he was like, all right, I guess, you know, I don't have, I'll be there. Um, they're like, oh, he's, yeah, you're not in the script because there's, there's no lines. So you just, you're, you're there. You got to be there. Uh,
1: and I should find, up and I should it's find just, these, these actors on IMDb and see if like, they yeah. will respond to interview requests and just say, so he's, did you meet Misha? Is that, can you give me your you Misha, Misha story?
0: And like, well, funny enough, Jared actually tricked him into being there. Um, it, it's just these these strangers. I mean, There's nothing wrong. They're, they're acting. It's fine. They're just strangers talking about Metatron and Barthol. They're saying all these words, and it's just very silly. When you think these people probably have no fucking clue what's going on, I barely do, and I'm what well, I love this show. But these <laughs> strangers in this wet pipe <laughs> parking lot are just talking some nonsense to each other. They get a paycheck and they go home, and it's just it's just funny. It's just funny.
1: The, uh, the the last part of the scene is um, after Malachi's uh, group kills Bartholomew's group, uh, the camera zooms in on scuzzy looking Malachi, and he says, and so it begins, as yeah. if this was fucking Twilight or some other bullshit. Uh, it's very hammy and over the top, <laughs> yeah. and I kind of hate it. Yeah. Uh, but we switch over to the local bar, mm-hmm. where Sam, Dean, and Kaz are hanging out, getting a beer. Uh, and, you know, Castiel asks, like, is it okay that I'm here? Like, I just want to make sure. And Dean's like, oh, you, I, 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 wait, 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 let's change the subject. <laughs> um, Dean, <laughs> De- De- love, you, like, you like Dean's, like, stopping the conversation yeah. voice? Yeah, he can. Yeah. <laughs> that, that whole he, Nixon thing. He doesn't thing even like.
0: know what to say. He can't come up with any more lies, so he's just. He's old- just <laughs> like, wait, wait,
1: wait minute here. <laughs>
0: So I was like, do you need to go
1: to the hospital? Are you okay? You <laughs> no, I'm you? fine. Don't be like It's okay. Don't worry about it. I talk like this all the
0: time now. <laughs> <laughs> then he has to
1: keep up the lie and talk like that all the time. <laughs> uh Dean basically says, "Like, hey, I thought you, you know, you. I can't believe that you really want to be let back in." And uh, Castiel helpfully lays out kind of the theme of the episode. And it's like, you know, you don't choose what to do; what you do chooses you. And uh, kind of the theme of this entire episode is going to be um, that people d- doing what they think they have to do is right, and, and it's not going to go well for anybody. Just, just so everybody knows, know. <laughs> right, right, right out of the gate. And uh, I appreciate that. That's a consistent theme. Whenever everyone, some whenever,
0: whenever anyone thinks they're doing the right thing, they're not.
1: Exactly. Uh, And this is how you know that it's a Buckwheeling episode because Castiel and Dean spend some time reminiscing over how hot that Reaper that Cass boned was (laughs) and how Castiel had a really good time until she started torturing him. Like, I don't... It's mm-hmm. been a long time since I've had like random sex with a with a woman that I barely knew um and it I've never followed that up with an extended torture session by said woman, so maybe I don't know how this feels, but like I don't know that I would look a, like back on that fondly right like I wouldn't be I, I like, mean, man, that was some really good sex followed by some really bad torturing hmm
0: I mean he lost his virginity to her, though so I guess it is memorable either, right, yeah, okay, either sure. way, you yeah, always yeah, remember okay. your first you always
1: remember your first time you're absolutely right. <laughs> Your, what would you call it? You always remember your virgin nut. Right?
0: That's right. That's where he got that big virgin nut. So, you know, he's not going to forget that, even though he got tortured after the fact. Um, I'll I'll give all this silliness a pass because Castiel is uh, getting drunk and it's funny yes. that he's getting drunk because he's just so excited. He's so excited that beer is having an effect on him. And he's like, wait, you guys, I'll go to the bar. I'll order the next round. I'm very excited. And This is where Ezekiel comes in and he's like, Gee! I not we to about this. You need to get rid of him, okay? I'm really serious. I'm not hanging out with him. That guy sucks, all right? He ruins every party. He's drinking all the damn beer. He sucks. I'm not hanging out with him. And I'm going to go out into the car and beat off. <laughs> I, didn't, I, don't know. I didn't mean to say beat off. It just came out.
1: <laughs> hey, look, every time an angel beats off, it's a virgin nut, right? <laughs> That's right.
0: That's right. But yeah, uh, Ezekiel's not happy. He's like, seriously, dude, Like, we can't hang out with him. Like, He's, he's going to bring the angels down on us and blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna, I'm going out to the car. I'm going to go lay on the hood of the car and pretend I'm Sam. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Castiel comes back with beers as, right as, you know, Ezekiel leaves. And, uh, we, uh, Dean, I, I'm actually kind of surprised by this. Oh, wait, no, wait I, I got my scenes mixed up. Sorry. Outside, uh, Metatron is standing outside, just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to quote Autumn here. Autumn said, it looks like Metatron wants to get a hand in an alleyway, which I thought was pretty, yes. <laughs> which is exactly yes. the kind of vibe that Metatron was going for. <laughs> Metatron, <laughs> Metatron puts up the vibe of somebody just looking to get jacked off. Yeah. I'm just look, I'm not saying that I'm over here not wanting to get jacked off. I'm just saying that I am here. I am in this hallway with my with my zipper runs. Never mind. Let's not get let's not get too technical about this. <laughs> um uh. Metatron is there and says, hey, I actually uh I know exactly who you are, and I know you're not Ezekiel, and uh, which is our, you know, first clue. Not our, maybe not our first clue, but our our first direct idea uh, that oh, hey, something something is weird with this whole angel possession thing.
0: Yeah, because um, immediately the angel inside of Sam is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this um, is
1: uh it's not gonna i'm not gonna get into it just yet but anytime that sam is not acting like sam or ezekiel i think he jared does a bad job um but i'll i'll get to that in a minute when we have some okay, more extended okay, 16s okay. Uh, we go back inside uh castiel says like yo dean what's up like, what? Why did I have to leave? And surprisingly, and I don't know why I'm surprised at this, because Dean has traditionally been relatively honest with Castiel. He just kind of lays it out. He's like, look, Sam was in a really bad way. I had to make a tough decision. You know, there's this angel Ezekiel that was helping me out. I couldn't get in touch with you. Um, I, I, you know, I, I had to make some tough decisions, and this was part of it. Unfortunately, like, you you cannot stay here. You have to jet because I, I have to protect my brother. And we don't really see the end of this conversation because the camera cuts away. But Castiel does agree to this and, and leaves. He's going to be gone for a little bit yeah. of this episode.
0: Um, Castiel's like surprisingly. I mean, not surprisingly, but Castiel's pretty understanding. He's, he's like, all right, I'm not going to I'm not here to cause conflict. I understand. He's just he's just is the bigger man this time.
1: Yeah, uh, I just, I mean, it's just refreshing that Dean is honest to somebody for Definitely. once. It's Definitely. usually just uh, Charlie and Castillo. It's only uh, names that start with C, so that's the reason that... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Alright, so we switch back over to Metatron, who's questioning fake Ezekiel. Um, and does, is this where he reveals him to be Gadriel?
1: It is so. Uh, he um, he asked he asked Ezekiel why he's pretended to be Gadriel, and Gadriel says, "Oh, it's because he is good and honorable, unlike me." Um, yes. or no, Metatron yes. says that he's or he's he's good and honorable, uh, honorable like you. And then we learn that <clears throat> uh, Gadriel was locked away by God uh, for thousands of years for failing to keep the serpent out of the garden. It was his job to protect the garden. Yeah. I feel like okay. God could have just created gates and not a dude named Gadriel for this. But, you know, I mean, God, God is a weird dude. He works in God could have posted up
0: some of those fucking angel ninjas around to be cutting the heads off of snakes. Yeah. You've got you've got angel blades. You don't
1: have fucking snake repellent.
0: (laughs) What are you doing? Come on. You got to get Angel Sasuke out there slicing (laughs) people up. But no, it's Gadriel's fault. All right.
1: (laughs) I don't get the reference, but I think it's funny.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um, So he was God's most trusted guy. He was number one. He was top dog, apparently. I never fucking heard of him. I mean, like, for, um, for
1: like a minute. Like, he yeah. created the garden. Like, presumably the garden was only around for like, you know, like a couple of minutes at most before Lucifer was like, gotta get up there and get these two dudes fucking. Uh, but yeah, so Gadriel was a yeah, favorite. God, God, <laughs> he went to Gadriel and was
0: like, listen, Gad, you a real one. Um, <laughs> you a real one, Gad. <laughs> need you to watch over these two as they bone down for the first time. Uh, make sure nothing weird happens. And, and Gad was like, "What do you mean weird?" And he was like, "Well, you know, <laughs> they can get a little freaky, but don't like get weird." Is all I'm saying. And Gad's like, "That's pretty vague,
1: God." But all right, <laughs> G- then- Gadgerell is like, "God, you literally just created all of this yesterday." I don't. This is all fucking weird to me. Before and he was, was like, "Ah, you a real one, well, Gad," and then he just left. This he was left. timeless void, and now there's like weird flesh hanging off of everything. I don't yeah. understand what's going on. What that is a snake garden? What is the garden? What is like garden? the penis?
0: <laughs> what is, what is, what is what one is bad one is good i'm just gonna let them both be <laughs> and then he got locked up in the darkest dungeon of heaven for it but lucky for him when metatron knocked all the angels out of heaven he got knocked out of his prison
1: i do like that uh metatron also insists that he's gadriel's friend that he's the one to him. um I, I do like metatron's uh, ability to kind of what's the word that i'm looking for try to like ingratiate himself with gadriel really really quickly like he yeah. cuz you can tell that we know metatron and we've seen him be the slimy little slippery fucking snake that he is uh so we know that he probably doesn't have gadriel's best interest at heart but gadriel seems to it seems to seems to buy into it quite a bit. Also, Gadriel seems surprised that there's no angels in heaven, and I'm like, my dude, have you not? Gadriel's a fucking sucker. Was he he's the, anything but a real one? But like, what? Like, he's been inside Sam Winchester this entire time. Like, the whole yeah. reason he's in Sam Winchester is to does he? I don't understand. Like, what? It, why does Gad, Gadriel just so, be like? He's
0: so fucking paranoid about Castiel finding out that he, he doesn't. Even, he doesn't even know what's going on.
1: Seems a joke. Strange. This guy's um, a fucking joke. Metatron says it's it's pretty boring, living in heaven uh with no angels uh yeah it so turns,
0: um, <laughs> turns out um turns out all all, the... <laughs> all God
1: has is is four player nintendo sixty four games that are boring yeah. as shit on, on Literally, it's pl-
0: just fucking mario party <laughs> it's, it's Mario
1: it. Party, and um what is that James Bond game that everybody loves to talk 007, about in, seven, 007 double go. yeah, yeah it's that, but you can only play in four player mode so there's no there's no fun at all um yeah. He's gonna he's gonna rebuild rebuild it with heaven, uh, he says. But he's not gonna pick any stupid angels. Maybe he'll pick some funny ones. And uh, this is the first time that I'm. Yeah, made- he's he's planning the ultimate sleepover right now. He is. Yeah, I'm gonna get Carrie and Carla and Melissa and Shay, and we're all just gonna have a great time. And f- and fuck Barbara, fuck Barbara. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Fuck Barbara. <laughs> She ain't a real one. That's, <laughs> see, that's how we should have known
0: that Metatron was after the God spot, because God always referred to people as real
1: ones. As, as a real one or not a real one. Yeah, uh, and, now,
0: and then and Metatron has started to kind of pick up on that same lingo, so that's how we know
1: this is the first time in my notes that I I mentioned that Sam is giving a super soap opera face during his performance Mm -hmm. as Gadriel. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to be consistent throughout the rest of the episode. I think Sam really nails Ezekiel. I think he does a really good job of impersonating that guy that we saw in the first episode for like five seconds. Um, I thought he did a really good job there. I think he does a really good job as Sam, but boy, Jared as Gadriel just looks like the worst kind of bullshit I've ever seen. I, and I'm, I'm sorry, I know, I know, I'm the, I know, I'm the president that Sam. I think Sam it's because Gadriel's
0: character is so confusing. Like, he like, is he a is he a bad guy? He just seems so desperate for everything, and he's just hard to get a read on him because the show is pitching us as like this slow uh, twist where it's going to be like, oh shit, he's not who he says he is. He's actually a bad guy. Sam's in trouble, but then it's also at the same time trying to make us feel sympathetic towards him, kind of? So I I just, it's, he's, he's going for something that I don't think that we're informed enough about to really, like, get what the performance is supposed to be.
1: Yeah, I, I guess maybe that's it. I just, yeah, I just, I, I noted it, and I noted it down because I didn't like it very much. The subsequent scenes with him and Metatron are... Especially bad about this Like Gadriel is Making like some hard decisions And you could just Like all of Sam's face Is just squished down Because he's trying yeah. so hard Not to look like Sam I say keep saying Sam All of Jared's face Is squished down Because he's not trying To look like Sam Or Ezekiel He wants this to be different And I just I don't know I won't bring it up anymore But I think it's a bad job
0: Yeah it's a lot It's a lot
1: <clears throat> We go um, back to the, to we're the just, Bunker Yeah, We're, we're back uh, at the
0: bunker And we're never gonna have to Unpack the way that Sam feels About disappearing For long periods of time
1: Nope Don't have to worry about that <laughs> <laughs> As we're we're on to the next. Yeah. Uh, he does question why Castillo left, uh, and Dean's like, uh I just, just had to go somewhere. Oh, I don't know, I really know. Yeah. Uh, said something, like, about, something said about women. I don't I don't know. I don't understand. Ah. <laughs> uh, but Sam has found out some new information. The the biker gang, which were the uh Boyle's boys. Boyles
0: Boys Boyles Boys hey.
1: uh, they all had a a, a Boyles Boys patch on their vest boyle was the uh preacher guy who was convincing people to say yes to angels uh mm-hmm. and all of these dudes were baptized together and were a born again uh Boyle biker. was the dude with the podcast Boyle um, was the dude with the international podcast yes. so
0: all these all these dudes all these bikers just out hanging out listening to podcasts
1: if you're a biker and you listen to Monster of the Week like shout outs like shout out Shut ho- the fuck out hopefully it's one of those like Harley Davidson like easy glides with a giant speaker system that just blares around the motorcycle driver like oh, it's yeah. not a headphone oh, situation yeah. I don't know if you've ever encountered those dudes in the wild oh, but for it, sure, for it, sure. It, it always cracks me up they're like yes I'm just going to listen to this boombox as I drive by at 50 miles an hour <laughs>
0: like, oh all right word
1: um, it's always like white snake or something so it's-, it's it's always fuck it's just literally always white snake even if you think <laughs> it's chicago or kansas it's white, steak. it's white steak um that's 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 a whole different area of ship quiz is to try to figure out like which band named after a state or a town saying which song because i get them all like boston chicago oh, kansas boston, no idea can't, can't no, get yeah. them i just they're all mixed up um we switch over back to our choir lady who was given this enormously uh, evocative speech in the woods. There's a campfire. There's a bunch of like just random looking idiots around this campfire. Yeah, just fucking um, just dopes. Just a bunch just, of just dopes. a bunch of fucking like blockheads, man. That's all they yeah. are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just extras in the woods. They got called out. Um, Once again, Bish on set, but he's not in the scene because he's been tricked.
1: <laughs> This this time it was Jensen. (laughs) Jensen and Jared just high-five. I've got him twice! (laughs) (laughs) Jensen, no! Not you two! Uh Kevin Tran is in the corner. I'ma get him too.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're all fucking low low fiving Kevin behind some bushes. Like come on, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, <clears throat> so she's she's given the speech of like accepting the angels, saying yes to the angels. While that's happening, we get these uh really shots from very high up looking down onto the campsite as this like blue energy forms that are obviously angels start swirling around. Uh obviously she's 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 trying to get more angels into these people, but before she can go too far, and, and everybody seems really excited about this prospect. Uh, Bart's crew shows up and murders fucking everybody, yeah. including the choir lady and all of these innocent bystanders.
0: Yeah, they get straight up just assassinated. Just faces melted, people stabbed. It's a it was a dry it was a drive by angel assassination. It was a lot. Was just yeah. dead extras in the woods. It's, a bunch of I mean, dead that extras be, in the woods. That could be supernatural subtitle, but that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> what we got here today
1: <laughs> scene five dead extras in the woods
0: and then, then you got then you got misha on the side and he's like what are they like are, they, are the boys are they try to send a message to me like what is going on do they not want me as the third main character on the show what is what am i supposed to take from this
1: is this some weird uh heterosexual hazing i don't understand yeah it's hazing <laughs> Um yes. from here we we go back to Betachana and Gadriel who are who are still talking. Um I didn't really I don't really know what they're talking about. All I know is Gadriel says uh, about Sam Winchester, it's a mess in here, which I think is really funny.
0: Yeah, yeah fuck it, yeah. We all we know that. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime that anybody can see inside Sam, they're like, Jesus Kid, what is wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs>
1: It's like somebody touching a hot stove. Like, oh, shit, I'm never going to do that again. I have learned that yeah. lesson.
0: <laughs> it's like somebody just sneezed against a wall in here. Um, that's that's the Sam Winchester. Um, yeah, so Metatron and Gabriel are talking under a bridge, doing their thing. Um, this is where, is it, I think, uh, or did I call him Gabriel? doesn't matter. Gadriel, he says, hey, Metatron, you're basically going to be the new god. And Minitron plays all coy, like, oh, I, no, New God, I mean, technically, but I would never, I would never be New God on purpose, um, why don't, you know, well, I don't think the, I should take that title. It was,
1: it was this it, pedophile uncle that you were talking about right well, now?
0: Well, <laughs> he wants, this is the guy trying to get a hand handjob outside of the bar, um, he doesn't want to be called God, he wants to be called X. Does that ever come up again? Because I don't fucking remember.
1: I don't remember that coming up ever again. I don't, but I also like don't remember a lot about the details of season right. nine and ten. So so. There's,
0: um, maybe Xehanort is using the X in his name to control him. That's that's probably what it is. Um, but anyway, I, they, they I don't get the
1: reference, but I don't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. They. <laughs> they. They say that Metatron says that excuse me marv can we go back to calling him that um, please
1: is way better than x he's
0: like he's like you know i'm not i'm not god i'm just marv just call me marv um
1: <laughs> come here sit yeah, on my lap and call me marv yeah, call me
0: marv. <laughs> <laughs> marv
1: you ever heard of a hand job um he, there's, there's he a candy wants... in my pocket <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you gotta find it um he says he wants to recreate paradise in heaven that's that's his farce here um Then we get to see this this ridiculous scene of Castiel in his motel room praying up and down for help. Um, He tries the regular prayer position. He does all sorts of prayer moves, standing, sitting, legs crossed, like the the kind of meditating, all these different things. And we see the light behind him fading as, as the day passes, as the hours pass of Castiel just trying to pray. Because he he's never been on this end of the praying before. He doesn't really
1: know how it works. He does not um, know, have no idea, has no idea how it works. And, um, and this, as this he's going to really reveal cute. in a second. I, yeah, think, I, th- I think this is very cute. You said it was ridiculous. I thought this was very, actually, kind of funny.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's sort ridiculous, but I, I, it's like on purpose. It is very cute. Um, because his, his plan here, since he's warded and protected from angels, that anyone who hears his prayers is going to think he's just any old regular schluck asking for help. And if an angel actually comes to answer his prayers, then that means that they're probably a good angel.
1: Is is this something like I know we've seen this before when with Dean, Praise, and obviously uh, Ezekiel slash Gadriel had come to help. Castiel has responded to his prayers in the past, things like that. Um, if you're an angel on Earth, like just chilling, like are you just like like flipping through the like the the messages on your angel cell phone and being like, oh. Here's Chris in Boston. He's praying for... Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Good health. No, no, no. Let's go to the next one. Oh, here's Jeremy. (laughs) Jeremy's praying for a new liver. Mm, No, he doesn't really seem worth it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is he... (laughs) I'm,
0: you know... I'm glad that we don't know how how that works, because it's all really dumb the more we look at it, the closer we get to it. Yes. I guess you just gotta you. have a lot of faith. You just gotta have a lot of faith. I mean, but Castiel's plan is- gotta have plan, a lot of like, faith an,
1: that the writers know about anything that they're doing.
0: Yeah, Castiel's hoping that, like, an angel will come knock on his door, which is what happens. Yes. But, like, why would an angel just, like, is that how angels work in Supernatural? Like, you pray hard enough, and like, yeah, all right, I gotta just go to that guy's house. Yo, <laughs> Cheer up? him up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> y'all got y'all got eats what you got y'all got some beers what's got y'all got golden eye or what because i'm trying to play <laughs> if it's pretty lonely <laughs> I can only play one player. Y'all got an extra controller. I've been practicing a lot of solo matches. Come on, give me the one with the rumble pack. Jesus fucking Christ! I'm an angel, Jesus. You prayed. I'm here. Give me what the rumble this? pack. What is this third party controller bullshit? Turbo buttons? This is not. This is not canon. I'm out of. here. You don't really want your prayers answered, anyway. You got that pizza or what? <laughs> Take care of your own fucking liver. I'm gone.
0: Yeah, I'm out of here.
1: That's uh, brand controller. So yeah, he, he goes over to try to turn on the oldest TV in existence, and he hears a voice from the outside that says, try plugging it in. Uh, when try he,
0: plugging it in, you fucking idiot!
1: <laughs> when he uh, opens the door, we are introduced to Muriel, the angel. Uh, she has, no, I,
0: I thought she was a real one. I was wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you were you were definitely wrong uh she is in a sheriff outfit outfit and she immediately recognizes castiel and like is like i would get in trouble even to just by like communicate saying hi to you on the street i gotta get the fuck out of here and he's like no 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 everything will be cool i promise All, I'll it's good don't worry about it why don't you stay yeah, and, let, and let's yeah, talk don't even stress <laughs> He goes Um, right up to "I'll protect you," and then follows that up with saying, "But I'm retiring tomorrow. (laughs) But I'm sure nothing uh, bad will happen." Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I'll protect. I mean, I don't have any powers anymore, but I'll protect you. Don't
1: worry, I'll protect you. Yeah. Um, Before we see. Yeah, he just wants information. Is this where he gets it, or do we? We go. We go to the bunker where we. uh, No, back at the bunker.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we got Kevin's in this episode. What? Uh, Dee and Kevin are reviewing the tablet again looking to see if there is a way to reverse any of the the spell that, that Metatron did. Um, some of it is like encrypted, kind of. like Metatron wrote things in a code to hide it from Prophets so that nobody but him could read it. Um, and so that's just another hurdle for them to try and jump through, and, and Kevin's not really able to translate anything. Um, but is this where uh, he asks Kevin for the spell, or did we already get to that part?
1: No, 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 no. Uh, right now he's basically saying, Hey, Kevin the only person that's told us this spell that Marv did to kick all the angels out is irreversible. It was Crowley. Uh, so, and I don't trust Crowley farther than I can throw him. And I've got big, strong arms and was the king of the Mardi Gras parade just this past right. weekend. So I can throw right. a lot of stuff. Um, God, I wonder if he has Crowley beads. I would love if if he had Crowley beads. I don't know if you saw the <laughs> coins that they were throwing out with Jensen's face on them, but I those did, were yeah. atrocious. Those were very bad. scary. Very scary. Uh, but he, he basically just tells Kevin, like, hey, clock's ticking, uh, you, you know, we need to find this, this angel. Uh, we need to find a way to put the angels back in heaven. Uh, Sam arrives, and he tells Dean that they found another angel attack, and they have figured out that the church lady that we just saw die was in both scenes.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's suspicious. Time to start Googling.
1: Yeah. T- time to open AskJeeves.com and really get to <laughs> <Yeah>. work.
0: <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. Um oh but yeah no them, they don't they don't follow that lead anywhere here they just uh they just put more pressure on Kevin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Love you <laughs> Kevin. Please please be our slave labor during this time. Yeah.
0: Um then it's back to Cass and and Muriel and they're chatting it out. She's filling them in on um
1: angel Ma- factions Malachi specifically. Yeah uh, and
0: he, he tells her, "Oh, I didn't have anything to do with Metatron." Um but yeah, basically it's like you know We got Malachi on one side, we got Bart on the other side. Regardless of who runs heaven, it's gonna be hell up there. Like, neither of them are are somebody that we want in control. One of them looks like a sweat stain, one of them's just a real blowhard, and we don't need either of them. Um, but then bump up,
1: uh, angels bust in, Castiel and Muriel get captured, um... I I do like, uh, that we find out that Malachi is the anarchist angel, (laughs) which... I mean, if you're okay. God, why are, you making one, maybe don't, if, why are you making one of those? Maybe don't
0: make that one. Yeah, you already have <laughs> Lucifer. I feel like that's enough chaos for the I feel the, like that's enough, uh,
1: that's enough of a, a, a level of chaos that you don't need to make the anarchist angel and then make him look like a shitbag. Um, yeah. But Muriel sure, also says that Malachi is torturing and killing angels if they don't pledge loyalty to him. And that's when everybody burst in the door. And then we just crash cut. Like, we. there's no time in between the angels bursting in the door and then... Castiel being tied up against a wall, Muriel being tied on a pole. She's sitting down. Both are bloodied. It looks like Castiel has been tortured for quite some time, and both of them have been beaten up quite a bit.
0: Yeah, we gotta we gotta cover a lot of ground in this one, so it's just it's just let's just get to the bottom of it. Um, but yeah, Castiel continues to insist, like, yeah, I was an unwitting accomplice in Metatron's plan. Like, I don't know shit, and I can't help you. Uh, and they're like, you sure about that, Castiel? I mean, we could just kill this girl over here uh, with with that. Would that make you talk? And he's like, yeah, I still, I don't fucking know. I still don't have any information.
1: Castiel, I just met this chick. I don't know her. She's no Nora that works at the gas yeah. station. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: come on, come on. They're like, what, Nora? Go after her. All right.
1: She's never conned me into babysitting her sick child for free. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're like, what? This guy's got a lot of baggage.
1: I can't finish unless Nora tricks me into. But those are good albums. Um. Yes, Malachi continues to question them. Uh, they eventually kill poor Muriel, R.P. R- R- Muriel, the shortest appearance yeah. of an angel in just about any of those episodes. She was a real one. She was a real one. Uh, she had like a if, whole
0: if it, costume and everything. I was like, she's got to be important right?
1: Yeah, she you know what the problem was? She was dressed up too much like uh Sheriff Jody Mills. Right. Like it would just right. looked too much up too much like Sheriff Jody Mills so they couldn't I think maybe maybe Jody killed her. Maybe what's her name? The, the actress <laughs> hey. that plays Jody just was, was like, hey, it's like no no, no 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 no. There can be only one. There can only be only one person that almost gets killed yeah. every woman that gets killed yeah. on every episode. Uh after he kills, uh, after they kill Muriel, uh, Castiel questions like, I can't believe that this has come to this angels killing angels. And Malachi kind of turns this on him. It was like, how many angels did you kill while you were in heaven? How many angels killed when they f- were killed when they fell? And he, he does a really good job describing like their scorched and broken wings on the way down. He starts naming names of angels that died. Uh, most notably he names Ezekiel's name. And of course, Ooh. uh, Castiel picks up on that, but continues to listen to Malachi. Talk. I, I
0: kind of wish that, uh, I kind of wish that this was our reveal. This was our, our initial reveal of of this. Because when it's Ezekiel getting called out by Metatron to his face, that's like, okay, whatever. But like if Castiel was the first one to learn that Ezekiel isn't who he, he says he is, that would have been, I don't know, I feel like the tension would have been a little bit bigger. It's still there. Because now we're like, whoa, who the fuck is this dude and what does he want? What is he doing with Sam's body? This isn't good. But um,
1: But they even set yeah, it up. I, I feel like that maybe was an early draft of this because later on, Kevin's gonna ask Dean like have you noticed Sam leaving a lot like where is he going and and Dean's like yeah he is being a little weird like it's almost like they they originally wrote this for this to be a twist at the end of the episode Mm -hmm. and instead kind of layered it throughout probably because of the thing that happens at the end of this episode like they wanted to build towards that as opposed to building towards a twist uh but they just left some of this other stuff in here to as, as far as when people find out or don't find out so right right um so Cassiel refuses to talk Malachi leaves it over to, uh, I don't think this guy was named. I just want to okay, see. His name is Theo. Oh yeah, that's right. His name is Theo. Yeah. He's, he's listed. He's actually listed. It's short for
0: something, right?
1: <laughs> and no, it just says Theo in the, in the, in the cast listing. Also in, in the order of importance, it's Muriel, Theo and Malachi, which seems okay. kind of, just for the amount of time Malachi is on screen. doesn't seem fair. um, Malachi leaves. He leaves it to Theo. Theo like does his best threatening torturer routine, and then eventually is like, "Actually, if you can uh, get a message to Metatron, like I'll be his number two. These all all these bitches crazy. I need to be. I need to be yeah. out the fuck. Yeah. I, I get gotta let get a, out the fuck this. I, let him
0: know that I'm a real one. Um, <laughs> that I will. Uh, I will have <laughs> to that back. I am a real one. Yeah. <laughs> Cassie was like, "Why does everyone keep talking about this?". <laughs>
1: I'll wear my virgin nut around my neck in a little vial. He can have it at any time. He can have it. He can have my virgin nut. Just, That's, probably, that, there's some potent There's some potent magic in there somewhere. It's probably definitely a, a spell ingredient at some point. Like, the boys maybe haven't encountered it yet, but they're going to need yeah, an angel's virgin, virgin nut. Virgin <laughs> um, like, nut. I like this Castiel here, because Castiel realizes he's got an opportunity and kind of just convinces him, like, yeah, actually... I do have a special connection. I kept waiting
0: for it to turn the other foot. I was too, too, too. used to Game of Thrones and, like, uh, you know, Theon Greyjoy get up on the rack or whatever. Um, where I was like, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna think that this guy wants to join sides with him, but not really. He's just tricking Castiel into admitting something so that he can, you know, torture him or whatever. Um, but, uh. <laughs> Nope, that's that's no, it's just being honest.
1: (laughs) He's Theo is just a fucking idiot, just like he was on the Cosby show. Take that, (laughs) 40 year old TV show, (laughs) (laughs) relatively Um, nice guy whose name I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah,
0: he uh, Castiel gets he he, he gets set free, he does a little bit of uh, angel judo, uh, and then like eats this dude's grace through his mouth.
1: How do you feel about this? Like he, he, slices, he slices the neck open. The dude's grace. Number one, we've seen, we've seen angels necks get cut before. Uh, like it seems to have to be like a special kind of Nick to be able to get the grace out. Like there's a, there's a grace artery right there in like the front. Sure. Of sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, But like he takes it out and just like consumes it and <laughs> just, just this slurps it up. Like it's an oyster on bourbon street. And uh, yeah. it's, it's, I, I like, I don't just think the idea that you could just steal somebody's grace like this and not just like steal it to like, but to imbibe it and to get your angel powers back for a little while. Cause that's what happens. He he slurps it up like the, his his entire body shines in this golden light. All of his wounds are healed. All of the blood on his face is dried off. His clothes are pressed. It's a really nice light was what I'm saying. It's all. <laughs> I love all the, the, <laughs> the, the, the
0: clothes are always pressed. The
1: back. <laughs> yeah. I got this item in persona five the other day. It was really nice. <laughs> oh, Nice. Nice. <clears throat> Yeah, um he's good.
0: He's fucking he's jacked up Cass, and we know that it's good cuz he fries this dude's eyeballs out.
1: Do you but do you dig this the the concept that angels could steal another angel's grace and then uh, just
0: it, uh, I mean it felt like it was a pretty big deal when Metatron did it so the fact that it's just like willy-nilly happening here and I mean I think it's happened a couple times but it just fe- it feels very casual here. And if anybody's going to be able to do it, honestly, I'd give it that to Cass because he's had it done to him and he's experienced more than the average angel he's hung out with the winchesters who are two of the brightest wizards of their age and he you know he's picked picked up on a thing or two but i just overall the concept of just like an angel gobbling up another's grace i don't know i don't know
1: yeah, this this Seems feels like fishy. when souls became a currency, right? Like this this yeah. this kind of has the same feeling to that. And I don't I don't really care that much for for the listeners out there. Like it doesn't bother me about the show. I just wanted to get Chris's opinion about it because it's our fucking podcast, and that's what we do on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> like it doesn't like it's not something that takes me out of the moment. I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Like this is how we're gonna get Cass's powers back.
0: Um, and we'll see. I mean i th- I think it's under uh. It- a kind of a, a temporary thing i don't know if they say that explicitly in this episode but it feels like he's gonna have to keep juicing up um if he wants to uh keep those powers which in i, I for some reason i'm more into that because it just creates more um trouble like it's not it doesn't fix Cass's problem it's just a band-aid over it but it, the whole idea of it itself is a little bit uh, a little bit much
1: Uh, You also mentioned that Castiel uh, roasts this dude using his like hand to the forehead routine. Yeah, Uh, he just
0: absolutely lays into him. He's like fucking Scarface looking motherfucker, dumb ass trying to hang out with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I realized that Theo had to die because he was an angel working for the other side. But this poor vessel. Who is like who yeah. was literally trapped in his inside this and who like it was like I did not I would thought I was saying yes to God not fucking Theo <laughs> like Theo is a no, dick right, <laughs> right. Um, yeah I just I just feel I do feel bad for all of the humans that the angels are possessing during this time because yeah. Castiel wastes everybody in this we don't see it uh, we see Malachi coming in the hallway later and realizing that all of his dudes are dead and that uh, Theo is, is burned out on the floor and Castiel is nowhere to be found so that's you know but that's that's a problem, my man. <laughs> that's a severe problem. Yeah. Um
0: and yeah, Castiel is this where he calls Dean to be like, "Hey buddy, oh no, we have Kevin and uh we have Kevin and Dean talk." Uh and Kevin's like, "Hey, isn't Sam being weird? I uh, he hasn't practiced a single kick all day. and He keeps going out to buy beer for 6 hours. It's pretty strange."
1: Uh Dean agrees, but before they can really talk about it, uh Castiel calls Dean. Fills him in on the kidnapping situation, uh, says the line, I did what I had to do, uh, referring to killing all of these angels, which obviously he did not want to do. Uh, Tells him that he's got his grace back um, and tells him, like, if we're going to war, I need to be ready. And then tells him about Ezekiel, which, of course, freaks Dean right the hell out. Dean is extremely worried that this incredibly bad decision that he made will now be compounded and made even worse.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, it turns out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's being made worse.
1: So he rushes to Kevin immediately and
0: he's like, Hey, I need a spell that will allow me to speak to an angel's vessel without me speaking to the angel. Like blah, blah, blah. It's a very specific thing, but his reasoning is like kind of legit. He's like, yeah, we got all these, um, we got all these vessels or his excuse. I should say is kind of legit. We have all these vessels. If we could just communicate with them quickly. Then we could have them eject their angels, and we'd save the the host or whatever. Blah blah blah. Um, of course, he's never going to use that. Kevin Kevin should know this. Somebody. This
1: something's up right now. Like Dean is concerned about saving a person at all. Like once once you get right. possessed, that's not a shit. You're, you're a fucking piece of tra- trash in a Winchester mind. You know, I, I will
0: say that I think I think the Winchesters cared about saving people when they were in their twenties, but they're in their thirties now.
1: That's true. Yeah,
0: they ain't got time for this shit.
1: I also cared more about saving um, other people when I was twenty. <laughs> Nowadays right. fuck every no I'm kidding. I love you guys. Yeah, now you're backwards, probably all the time. <laughs> it
0: really sucks. <laughs> so, you know, other people can save themselves. My backer.
1: He's also kinda mean to Kevin. Um, just not necessarily like over the top uh mean, but just kind of brusque and like you're this is your job, do your job kinda kinda attitude with Kevin, mm-hmm. which I find mm-hmm. very annoying. I've 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 been on record of saying that the way that uh Dean specifically treats Kevin has been kind of emotionally abusive and not necessarily great. Like, Oh yeah, we're your family. We're, this is the only place you could ever possibly stay. And you have to do this job for us and this work whenever we ask you to do it. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Has not been great. So it just, it just hurts to see him be even more like that yeah. here.
0: And it seems like in this episode, they really do it on purpose. Cause Kevin has a line later where Dean says like, Hey, just trust me. And he's like, ah, uh, yeah. Every time I trust you, something bad happens.
1: Yep. Cause Kev- um,
0: Kevin's aware of how shitty they
1: treat him. Oh, yeah, and he realizes he can't do anything about it, which is even worse. Um, so from here we go to Gadriel and Metatron. I believe they are under their third bridge, just trying to recreate that Red Hot Chili Peppers video without, without any music <laughs> or bass. Or at least got Sunny there to play some bass. I bet he could, he could flee and yeah. run for his money. Um, for sure. Gadriel says, uh, yes, I'm going to join you as second in command. And Metatron says, yeah, that's good, and I'm really happy, but you're gonna have to kill some people for me and gadriel's like i don't want to do that and he's like yeah you do and gadriel's like okay hand me the name that's fine let's do it yeah. um gives him a secret little note because angels need sticky notes yeah uh I, I have some i have some thoughts about this note too when we're gonna get to it <laughs> yeah it's very funny later uh back in the bunker uh, dean and kevin talk about the spell that they've worked uh kevin's like i don't really know man we just wrote a bunch of crazy sigils all over the storeroom like what the hell <laughs> Uh, like they, they've obviously come up with something, but Kevin had to kind of do it on the fly. They, they, they don't know that this is going to work for sure. Uh, Dean says, Hey, you got to trust me. And Kevin says, I'll always trust you. And I always get screwed. And that's, uh, that's kind of a a thing with Kevin throughout this. How prophetic of of our prophet here.
0: How prophetic indeed. Hmm. Kevin, you were a real one. You're a
1: real one, buddy. <laughs> Not everybody can be a real one, Chris. Stop it. <laughs> well, Kevin. Uh, all
0: right. Um, so Sam comes home. He's getting some beer, Dean guys. Don't worry about it. I was gone yeah. for six yeah. hours. I smell like yeah. under the to bridge. One six-pack. Yeah. <laughs> I smell <laughs> like a bridge, and I got one six-pack, and I've gone for four hours. Um, but Dean leads Sam back, under, uh, back to the back room um, where the, he's prepared the sigil, and he's just moving real quick. Uh, And I actually do like Dean's perspective of all this. He just starts talking fast and he's like, Listen, I did some bad shit. Here we go. You're not going to like this, but just fucking listen to me. You're going to be pissed, but you can beat me up later. Whatever. You know, you were really fucked up from the trials. And Sam's like, Yeah, I know. He's like, No, 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 no. You were in a fucking coma. You were real bad. No more birthdays. Dust to dust. I don't know why I like that line, but I did because it's just thrown in there. And "And I couldn't deal with it. I'm sorry. And I did something bad. I went and I did it. And I I let an angel inside of you. I tricked you into saying yes. He just literally spills everything um and sam sam is obviously he's furious and he said you know i would have liked the choice to die because <laughs> remember episode one he was ready to go with bobby he was ready to call it quits um and dean is like yes sure great that's fine i'm sorry we can deal with that later but right now we have a thing because i let an angel inside you and it was the wrong angel that was no virgin nut that was one that was a spoiled nut that that oh, was God. unleashed inside you um <laughs> and i'm pleading with you to to dope that angel he says to sam um we think that uh we think that sam's just going to march out of that room that's what he starts to do he starts big kicking his way through but he turns around and he clocks dean and if we didn't know
1: already now we know actually i I'll, right. I'll, I'll be i'll be real with you chris because i'm a real one um i didn't <laughs> i thought that this might just be sam's natural reaction to getting told that dean fucked him over yet again So, when he turns around and clocks Dean, I've kind of felt like, okay, well, like, Sam is just pissed and he's leaving. Like, he's not going to give a fuck about, like, all of his other stuff. He's just going to leave. Um, but no, we find out very quickly that this is not Sam. This is Gadriel. The
0: the thing that gave it away for me is that Dean gets, like, knocked out for a second. He's not out for very long because he's not Sam. Um, but he gets knocked out. And I was like, there, that's something. That's not Dean just being, you know, punched and then being like, fuck, now I can't go after my brother because he's mad at me. He, uh, He's knocked out for a second, and Sam stalks out of there. And plus, I mean, I guess I remembered how this episode ended. So, uh, yeah, Sam, he, he, not Sam, walks out of the room and looks at Kevin and walks up to Kevin.
1: And Kevin goes to, like, try to talk to him, except uh, Gadriel just puts his hand over Kevin's forehead and then fries the fucker and kills Kevin Turan.
0: He kills uh, Kevin Tran.
1: Dean shows this, up. He in, lasted in the middle a pretty of, long time. He, he came he, in at season seven. He, yeah, he came in at see, the beginning of season seven, I think. Um, uh, Dean sh- shows up to the middle of this, and Gadriel just holds him against the wall and, like, typical telekinetic kind of stuff. Um, it's it kind of forced to watch, and he says, you know, something like, I thought you were Sam. He's like, Sam, Sam is no longer here. There is nothing of Sam left. I thought I played him very convincingly, though. And then Gadriel like kind of slowly packs up his shit, including the angel tablet, and then just leaves. And then as he's leaving, he looks at Kevin, and kind of you could kind of tell he feels a little bad about it. But then he drops the card that Metatron gave him uh, on onto Kevin Tran's chest. Metatron very specifically chose like this Asian influenced font for this card, which I think is a little yeah, on the nose. Weird move,
0: Metatron. But okay.
1: <laughs> what are you doing going through that list, man? Just just do Helvetica, okay? Like you ain't got to get fancy yeah. with this. <laughs> So, um, I just thought that was a really random Yeah, no, thing. I noticed
0: that, too. It's, it's a weird script that he chose. But, I mean, whatever. He's Metatron, I guess. He's, you know Marv, he's a crazy guy. Um, yeah, this, this episode ends with Sam, I mean, well, Gadriel and the body of Sam leaving. And Dean left there. He's just saying, he's just saying Kevin's name as if he's expecting him. He, I mean, he knows he's not going to answer him. But he says Kevin twice. Spills that single tear over his eye. And then the episode ends and Dean is left nine episodes into season nine. He is or 10, whatever this is. He he is left uh, about as fucked as he's ever been.
1: So a couple of things that we neglected to mention, I think during Dean's confrontation with Sam, a.k.a. Gadriel, uh, Dean at one point says that he did what he had to do to save Sam. Um, At the end of this episode, Gadriel, as he's leaving tells Dean that, uh, about killing Kevin. I did what I had to do. And of course, Castiel said the same thing about killing a bunch of angels to, to get out oh. of Malachi's clutches. Yeah. Uh, and like, when I mentioned that at the beginning of you don't choose what you do, what you do chooses you. And all of these, all of these beings, all of these entities thinking that they have to make these decisions, that it's the right thing when it's very obviously the wrong thing. <laughs> like yeah. the only one that might can skate off here is, is Castiel. I'm still not 100% convinced what Dean did was any kind of right whatsoever. Uh, it seems very self-serving, but I, I, yeah, I like the sure. fact that it's actually a theme and uh, for a Buckleyman episode. I think this is this is pretty good. Like, there's not a whole yeah, lot. They're of- drawing some some
0: good thematic lines and yeah. uh, in, and in, in letting us know, you know, Dean is allowed to do really bad stuff as long as they're they're doing it correctly. And I'm not. I mean, I'm not trying to shit on Dean here. Um, he's a, he's allowed to do bad things, and it's allowed to be part of his character. As long as it's done right, you know, as long as they can really work with those themes and not just be like, oh, he did a bad thing, but we forgive him because he's Dean. Um, and this seems like at least they're, they're trying to play with that idea by, like you said, showing several different characters, quote, doing what they have to do, um, what they think is right and how that's always wrong. And maybe we should be learning some lessons from this. Uh, but yeah, I, I like that they're at least trying.
1: I do, too. And uh and, like you said, Dean has left a position that where he is well and truly fucked um he he's he's shoved away Castiel who uh is is confirmed going to stay away from him now, even that he ha- even though he has his grace, because now he can be easily detected uh Kevin is dead he's still got Crowley in the basement uh that's probably not not a good thing to have for a very emotionally <laughs> damaged dean right now yeah uh but he you know, Gadriel is gone in Sam's body. Dean is left with absolutely nothing. And uh I think, again, we mentioned at the top of the episode, this is a six-week wait between the end of this and the beginning of the next episode. Where I think, as a podcast, we're going to observe that just to put everybody through. You know, you know how parents <laughs> say that they're gonna like when they have kids, they're like, oh, "I'm gonna make them start on the Nintendo," and I'm like, "No, you're fucking not. You're gonna make them start on whatever distracts them so you can take a nap." Like, <laughs> we're not gonna, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, we're not actually going to wait for, make you guys wait for six weeks. Uh, but I feel like this is a, a a really solid cliffhanger. As much as I hate these mid season cliffhangers, like I, Supernatural does them pretty well. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I have no clue what's going to happen. How they're going to get Sam back? I'm pretty sure that it's going to happen in the next episode because that's how this show fucking works. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, I have I have some vague ideas about what happens in the rest of the season, but they're not totally concrete. Uh, I. I knew what was going to happen in this episode. I knew Kevin was going to die. I remembered that, but as far as what happens in season nine after this, not sure. Because things I could be thinking about could be season ten. I don't. I don't know. Um, so I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. How Dean's going to deal with this.
1: I'm curious. Uh, at, the, at the when this episode aired, um, Osric Chow, the actor that plays Kevin Tran, uh, wrote a, a a lengthy tweet. Um, in fact, it was so lengthy that you had to go to Twit longer to read it. Would you be curious to, to read this? You think this would be good podcast content?
0: Yeah, I want to hear it.
1: As I was filming this last scene, I could not help but feel a deep sadness for what was to come. It was inevitable, after all. Of course, of course it was. Kevin Tran, advanced placement of neighbor Michigan, was supposed to die less than a heroic death by the end of Supernatural's seventh season. Sam and Dean would take a moment to sigh and regret, and then move on as they should, and we would have done the same. The show was supposed to be nothing to me, but it became everything. It's weird to stop and think just how far Kevin has come since I first met him and how much he's been able to accomplish in such a short time. He's lost everything and everyone he's ever known, forced to run and hide at such a young age. You kind of wonder how else he was ever going to rest in peace. They said every prophet was supposed to have an archangel tethered to them for divine intervention should there be danger, danger. Chuck had Raphael to protect him from Lilith, but by the time Kevin had become the prophet, the archangels were either dead or locked away. I would like to think that the the Supernatural family had been Kevin's angels all along and the biggest reason for his survival. I thank you for that. These thoughts were swimming through my head as I lay there on the floor in the darkness. I had prosthetics on my eyes so I couldn't see, nor could my eyes be seen. That was for the best because it was in those moments that I said my farewells. To the studio, to the houseboat, the men of Letters Bunker where I spent so much time. To craft services, the caterers, and the candy tray where I spent even more time. To the vases I've gotten so used to seeing over the last two years, I had to say, see you later because I couldn't bring myself to say goodbye. All the while hoping that the glue holding my eyepieces in place weren't in jeopardy of dissolving. It's been an amazing ride, and though I knew it was coming, it's still this strange sensation that I can't quite readily describe in this mindset. I've met so many wonderful people, and I've made up so so many emotions, so many memories I'll cherish for a lifetime. But it's that time where I say my thanks and take that last step into the fandom and let that world envelope me as I continue to support the show and the fans that have changed my life. Thank you for everything you've done, everything you're doing, and everything you continue to do. Thank you. And yes, I do think hashtag Kevin lives in all of our hearts.
0: That is, uh, that's very sweet. That's very, that must be, that must be very difficult to, to go through something like this with the character. Um, I'm going to say when I, really think when,
1: when I eventually break up with you for this podcast, I'm going to write you like Can something I... half that long. It's going to be full of expletives. Okay. So, okay.
0: All right. Well, that's, you know, I wonder if he was bitter. I wonder if he was angry that they killed Kevin.
1: I can't imagine. Like, I mean, he, I, I, reading between the lines there, like, if he was supposed to be killed off to begin with pretty early on and then got an extra two seasons to do stuff, um, like, I feel like that the dude, and he, he's, he's gone on to be a huge supporter of the show. Like, he's been in those parody videos and put true. some of that stuff that's together. True. So I, I don't really think a bitter person would, would, would be about that. That's true. He
0: broke Jared's shoulder. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Not, yeah. Not everybody that's- can
1: say that besides Jared and Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> and Jared and Osric, I should say. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, what's your, what's your kind of final thoughts on this episode, Chris? It's, it's, a, it's an
0: action-packed episode. It's, it's weird that we lose Kevin in this because so much other shit happens, so much other kind of nonsense, it, extras talking in the woods shit, um, that it would have been nicer to spend a little bit more time with Kevin for like one more episode and show like what he was really capable of and not just have the one rush scene of Dean yelling at him to come up with the spell. I mean, yeah, we get the idea that he was kind of always there, always doing what needed to be done, but it would have been cool to focus on him just a little bit more one last time before the end um maybe a little bit less of this angel faction shit because like we get the idea we don't need to see we don't need to see the actual angel stuff we can just like have the boys or castiel hear the news about it um without having to have two extended scenes of angels doing ninja arts on each other but
1: um yeah i mean it is what it is i i like this episode a lot i feel very similarly that to have an important character like kevin Kind of be taken out at the last five minutes in an unexpected way. It feels very tropey, and I I do wish we'd got to spend some more time, especially more quality time. Like, if in my mind, Kevin had a an unfinished arc. Like, I wanted to see mm-hmm. Kevin be able to to stand on his own two feet and kind of stand up to Sam and Dean, boss him around all the time, and have him be able to take control over his his own destiny to a, to a degree. But Supernatural is not about kevin tran right like the, ke- right. it's about sam and dean winchester
0: and so right instead he just becomes steam winchester uh plot fuel it,
1: exactly he becomes the he becomes the lady in the refrigerator and uh right. and that's and that's fine like it, it, it's a it's a soap opera on the cw network that's been going for 120 something episodes 150 something episodes um jesus 181 episodes I how many episodes wow. this is it's a deep- <clears throat> So I know that they're gonna. At that point, they're you know things have to happen. They they want to give characters reasons to do things. I, I do wish it'd been a little bit more of a of a goodbye though. And as to the best of my knowledge, Kevin does not come back. So like I don't know he could appear in ghost form at some point, but he, I don't think he actually comes back as a character. They don't do any resurrection bullshit or anything like that. I could be wrong though. It's been a while since I've seen. I don't remember. Disney yeah, Disney. I don't really remember. Yeah. But I will say, as a as a mid season finale, I, I like this episode a lot.
0: Yeah, um, again, could have done without the extra angel fluff, but overall, it's uh, the cliffhanger was is enough to, to make me wonder what the fuck is going to
1: happen next. And the teaser for next week is just uh, Dean's best chance of saving Sam lies with Crowley.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. I think I know where this is going, just from that... <laughs> I think I actually remember now. <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, we'll be back in a week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you, especially to the people that are sending emails and tweets and comments at us. Yeah,
0: um, I know I keep joking about it, but you guys are the real ones.
1: You guys are definitely the real ones. We've had a couple of people uh, write in and say uh, things like they were having a pretty bad week or a pretty bad day and listening to this podcast distracted them from some of their, their you know, typical day-in-the-life bullshit, and uh, if, that, if that helps, I am so happy, and I'm so humbled by that, so um, if I, we can help in any kind of small way, that, that's really great, and uh, we appreciate that. If you, uh, if you want to support the show directly, leaving iTunes reviews is a good way to do it. You can also uh, patronize us at patreon.com slash monster of the week and get a bunch of that free stuff that I mentioned uh, earlier by being a patron, and if you uh, don't want to do any of those things and just want to keep listening, that's fine, too. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. Kevin, you are Nope, Chris, you are can't tell if you did that on purpose. or I not didn't. I, I didn't at do local that on purpose. <laughs> Chris is uh, uh, at at Kevin Bones on Twitter. The podcast I am at Kevin
0: Tran on Twitter.
1: Uh. <laughs> I, I am at Osric Chow. Uh, you, you, the podcast is at Motwcast. You can find all of that and more at Monster the Week. Cool. We will see you next week, everybody. Bye. prophet underscore the Lord. <laughs> Kevin. Oh, that's an inappropriate Kevin. That's inappropriate.
0: All right. Woo. Locked it in. This is a good timing. Do I gotta go to the bathroom.
1: Oh, I'll definitely leave that in the office, don't worry.
0: It was um like you're like oh do you want me to read this thing from Osmer? And I was like, yeah, I really, I, I really did want to hear what he had to say. And as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, fuck,
1: I gotta go back. <laughs> <laughs> I should have, I should have played poorly. <laughs> <laughs> but I really want to hear it. <laughs> Hola.
0: Hey. What's happening? How are you doing? Let me start recording. Here we
1: go. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm
0: okay. I was trying to um, set up my subscription for FF14 i'm very confused let me read this email
1: that i just got hold on
0: hmm
1: oh good one of my dogs has found a toy that has a plastic bottle on the inside that she can that won't be horribly obnoxious during recording or anything very exciting Mm. all right i figured out my
0: issue so i registered i was like oh i don't feel like paying like 70 dollars to do a six-month subscription so i'll just do the 30-day subscription um so I set that up, but it didn't. It was like, yeah, payment amount is $0. And it's because I have two days left on my account, so it's not going to charge me for another two days until like my s- subscription needs to renew. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. So, okay, nothing to worry about.
1: So you're you're re upping. That's how much you like Final Fantasy I'm 14
0: <laughs> I'm re upping because I'm about to become a samurai and I'm a ninja right now and I get to do the Naruto hand signs. You know, you know you've know, you seen GIFs. You know how it is. I don't um, Is do. it
1: like when you put your fingers in the, so that it. <clears throat> It says blood when you, like, it it's like, that, the Naruto okay, gang almost, yes,
0: exactly. It's like Harry Potter does swish and flick and he does magic. Naruto does gang science and yeah. then he does magic. He just so, drops I, that C he, he, like he's Snoop Dogg. Right, you tell me which one's cooler. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious.
1: Definitely, definitely Harry Potter out of that group of people that we just <laughs> what? named. What? <laughs> 100% Harry Potter.
0: Ugh. So I, I, I texted you to say I was ready. I said logging on, which is a pretty normal thing to say when you're uh, going on the Internet. But um, it, in my mind, it was really funny. It's just saying logging on is always funny to me because, um, you know, logged on gamers. We yeah, of stay course.
1: Once you <laughs> log on, you can never leave. Just like that classic Eagle song.
0: <laughs> That's right. And then you text me a few minutes later and you said, be there directly, which is somehow funnier than what I said. But um, <laughs> then I looked back at me saying logging on. I was like, that's not funny. That's just me saying what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm reading this chat and it turned from the Game of Thrones trailer to uh, talking about Lord of the Rings. And this dude is being an extremely pretentious asshole about Lord of the Rings.
0: That's never good.
1: ch um, so far let me see if i can find is it an
0: r chat or something no
1: R-chat? no no this is a different chat this is just some random okay. internet chat so that people don't go to try to look for it um i see but basically said like oh you haven't read the similiar well there you go <laughs> like after he made a point and someone <laughs> caught him on his bullshit he's like that doesn't really yeah. like i've read the books and that watched the movies i'm like i don't really get the get the point that you're making well haven't you read all of that stuff
0: yeah haven't haven't you read the expanded universe <laughs> Yeah.
1: have you read any of tolkien's middle earth books outside of hobbit lord of the rings The guy's like nope and he says well there you go there <laughs> like, you go
0: okay. like,
1: all right. sick well, fucking nerd here i go muting this conversation for a day yeah, and a half. did you just own yourself <laughs> you fucking nerd <laughs> god damn self-own like that hardly ever ever happened hey bud how was mardi gras uh Mardi Gras was extremely good, man. We had a we had a really great time. Uh it was just really fun. Like I, I can't really like you probably saw all the pictures I was posting on Twitter. I was I was making everybody very annoyed by posting Twitter t- constant streams. You were just of getting everybody
0: all all in their feelings. I was I don't want to say fire it up, but a word that might be adjacent to that maybe starts with an H, uh maybe ends with a Y. Um, Hyphy? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> hungry. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, oh, I see what you're doing there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were feeling hungry.
1: Yeah, I was uh it's it's very obvious who have who has tried oysters in their life and who has not, who has been too scared to try oysters because everyone who has been too scared I... to try oysters is like I don't ever want to eat that that looks disgusting. And everyone who has tried an oyster is like that's fine or or they really really like them. Like that's the three the three ways that that goes.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't know if I've had oysters. I've tried a lot of weird seafood, but uh not that I'm not that the oysters are that weird, but um I just don't know if I've ever had them.
1: Uh, it's definitely that classification of seafood where you think to yourself, who was the first who did this? (laughs) Who looked at a shrimp and was like, you know, if we just take it like it is drop it into some hot water with some salt and pepper and then take it out and peel off everything. This will be delicious. (laughs) Like who was the first guy man's gotta eat, you know, Man's got to eat. And I'm sure I could look that up, but I don't really want to. Uh, Mardi Gras was good. We, we did not get the, the party that night was weird. So, um, so autumn is a part of a crew. Uh, if you're not familiar with Mardi Gras terminology, a crew is a group of people. K R E W E. Oh, um, that's the important part. Is that we spell things? Back. Spelling does <laughs> change things. <laughs> um, a crew is a group of people that gets together and then uh, participates in a parade, either with a float or a walking parade. Um, there's a there's a your crew name is usually like something funny or dumb or grand. So, um, okay, she's the she's the goddess's crew. It's, Very cool. Uh, but there's also, like, I've seen local parades have, like, the crew of dumbasses or some shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. just some stuff, some dumb stuff like that. Um, so, her crew has a party. So, we, like, wandered into this hotel, made our way upstairs, and, like, there's just a bunch of people there that I don't know. Um, so, like, typical party. And I think I texted right. you. It was like, I haven't been to a quote-unquote party in a really long time like me and autumn will go out like we'll talk to people we'll have dinner with people things like that but I've, i haven't gone to like a designated location and had somebody be like the ice chest full of beers over there and if you want jello shots they're on the counter like that's that has not happened to me in a long time
0: yeah i can't remember the last time i went out on new year's to my friend's house And mm-hmm. there was a lot of people i didn't know who ended up being there but i mean i left at 11 o'clock so yeah. i i didn't party I just, just went home. you just went home so yeah, that's i yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, that
0: might as well just be uh, new territory at this point.
1: Um, and that's that's kind of how it felt. And I was um, like I tried to like talk to people and like make jokes and uh, like everyone that was there kind of knew everybody else. Like I was definitely the outsider. Nobody was like weird or mean or anything except for that one dude who was like, oh, I got like nice to meet you, man. I can't wait and like gave me a fist bump. Can't wait to get out there tomorrow. I, I got to hit this food up and then like disappeared. I never saw him again, <laughs> even at the parade. Never saw him again. Um. Uh... So that was weird, but then you know after that we uh we went out and had snacks and got drinks, and then woke up the next day. Autumn went in pretty early to get her makeup done, and then uh we walked over to the the parade and did the parade and It was a lot of fun we um Somebody did not organize some things correctly, so there was a, par- a there was a parade coming down towards us as we were headed towards them. <laughs> somebody either started uh. early or late, <laughs> so it was kind of the the battle of the of the of the walking parades there for a bit, but yeah. Uh, actually and that so like a cop had to come over and like sort that shit out to, with one of the organizers of the of the parade um but yeah man like i was Dressed up like a blues brother, I had a, a whole fuckload of beads on my arm, and uh, I'm no just yeah walking around and like throwing beads at people. And uh, because I was with Autumn, right. I made sure I threw them at appropriate people. I didn't throw them at all right. of the beautiful half naked women that I saw. No I'm kidding. Right.
0: <laughs> no. Um. No. No breast zone. I believe that's what. Yeah, that's exactly breast. what
1: they call Bourbon Street. If you rearrange Bourbon yeah. Street, it spells No Breast Zone. <laughs> yeah, it's a palindrome or whatever. Uh, I did see. I actually saw chicks lifting shirts up to to get beads, which is um, <clears throat> not super common during the day. Like usually, that's a, that's a nighttime activity. Sure, as people the get out. super drunk. Yeah, and during the day, like it's it's not really like a like I wouldn't call it like family friendly. that like, they have parades that are family friendly, but uh, down Bourbon Street, I wouldn't like you know. I mean, it's on Bourbon Street. Hustler, that barely suggests- legal strip club is right across the street from yeah. the place we were hanging out. Right, like there's sure, <laughs> yeah, sure. it's that stuff like that. Uh, so, but, I did see people with children there, so i would I would feel a little you know weird about people just. So you didn't get your own titties out, is what you're saying? I did not get my own titties out, no. Although, I, I, but okay. as much as right. I was sweating <laughs> through, the, through the shirt, because it was it was just warm enough that, like, with the coat and a you know a button-up shirt and then an undershirt under that, I was yeah, like sweating yeah, yeah.
0: pretty hard. So there was no chance of you dumping them out, as they say. No,
1: no. I didn't dump them out to get beads or anything. Um, <laughs> autumn was a Chinese dragon kind of thing. Yeah. It was um, cool as fuck. Very cool. Uh, so she, she picked up beads that were, uh, they were like black and red beads and the red bead parts were shaped like, uh, Chinese food contain to go containers, um, oh, okay. which I guess people really, really liked because Autumn gave me like an armful of these and people were literally trying to reach over and grab them off of my arm. And of course those people got no beads because they were, yeah, they were no greedy. Beads. <laughs> it's Absolutely getting, not. <laughs> not going to get any of my beads, my friend. Uh, But yeah, we did the parade and then after the parade we we hung out with the crew for a while and had some drinks and then uh, immediately went back to the hotel and and changed out of all of our clothing and then went to get more food and then we just wandered around New Orleans for a good I don't know, I think we were back at the hotel for 11.30 or 12 maybe one, something like that.
0: You've got to be exhausted by the end of it, right? I mean, even 45 minutes in I'd need to lie down.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a lot, but you get a, you know, like here's the thing like if i told you right now like hey chris it's 60 70 degrees outside i need you to dress up in a full blues brother outfit and dance down a street you'd be like i'm not fucking doing that that sounds no, terrible too much. but too much. if you have a band behind you or in front of you <clears throat> and you have like a bunch of people on the side of the street all like cheering and waving and clapping and yelling at you all of a sudden you get that like rush of energy and you just i literally danced down sure. bourbon street like for like 40 minutes i danced around new orleans like that's a fucking crazy thing to do that's uh, pretty wild so, yeah, like, by the end of that, I was, like, a little tired, but you get so, like, energized that, you know, hey, I'm not, not sleepy, let's let's go change clothes, and let's go have some beers and see what else is out there, and, uh, yeah, it was good. We, uh, we ended up at a Thai food place pretty late at night, which is right next to the hotel, thankfully, that I think saved our life. <laughs> the, the, yeah. <laughs> the noodles were good, and they had some delicious cheesecake. Um, the night before, we found a an all-night diner, and, Ooh. uh made some friends with, with people in there and that was a lot of fun so yeah just new orleans man you just make a bunch of friends and of, get drunk with people the last
0: the last big event i went to was probably like pax east like three years ago and i walked around for three hours and thought that my legs were gonna fall off um that i mean that you don't have that the energy of like a of a living city behind you i guess when you're at pax east mm-hmm. you, know, you don't have like life driving you forward and keeping you going um you just have the stinkiest nerds in <laughs> yeah Boston it's a much different environment gathered in yeah. one <laughs> place so i guess i guess that's that's the difference there uh um, also booze man. booze helps so or maybe you got a little bit of this i'm sure you must have been you must have been exhausted but uh yesterday i had to wake up early and i didn't have to wake up early but i woke up early and, and shoveled for two and a half hours because there was so there was so much snow and jess's car was buried it was a whole thing I had you know we had to deal with it um and I, I don't think I've been that tired in a long time because I don't work out. I don't work out like that, certainly. Um, and just shoveling the wet, heavy snow, it just took it out of me. And my 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 body is aching today. Mm-hmm. But weirdly, I had a ton of energy after the fact because that's, you know, that's what exercise
1: does. That's what exercise does. Yeah, like it actually makes you kind <laughs> of like, you know, if you go to the gym and like run for an hour, like you're going to come out of that feeling pretty energetic. You won't feel like you'll feel like, you know, tired maybe, but not, you know, I need to go lay down or anything. Um, Yeah, the next day, Thursday night, we didn't walk around a whole lot on Thursday night, but of course, Friday was the the parade. Saturday, I woke up uh, fairly early and me and Autumn just jumped in the car and left. We were home by like 10 o'clock, which is great. Uh, Nice relaxed all day. Autumn made like a really elaborate meal. She made like braised ribs and (laughs) grimalite pasta for dinner that night because she was kind of like, oh, well, we bought a bunch of good food in New Orleans. I need to remind you what we do at the house. Um, (laughs) But we were in bed by like eight o'clock that night. Uh, And then Sunday I woke up and I like Took a step out of the bed and was like, "Oh my God, my, my ankles and my shins <laughs> now it's all come home to roost." Like that, now yep. I am paying for my <clears throat> my thoughts and deeds. So
0: new stuff hurts suddenly. Yeah, exactly. And
1: that was that was uh, Sunday, and then a little bit on Monday as well. A little bit yesterday, but today I'm feeling fine, so it's good. It's but also, good. I went to bed um, like on Sunday pretty early, and also on, last night pretty early. So
0: we were uh, we were pretty good about going to bed early all weekend because we're you know old people. We didn't do much. Um, but last night we started watching an anime about uh, volleyball, and we were up until like almost two. So that's something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just had to watch the next episode, huh?
0: Yeah, it was it was riveting. It's called Haikyu, and like I've I've been hearing about this for years, but like I don't I don't give a shit about volleyball. I'm not gonna watch an anime about it. Like, I just, despite uh, the fact that I do a podcast where I watch stuff, and the fact that I like anime, I, I say it a million times. I, I I'm terrible at, at actually sitting down and watching things. So the fact that we did this, we watched like six episodes. It was amazing. Uh so it's a, it's a riveting show.
1: Yeah, tell tell me more about it. Like what is it about volleyball? This? It's
0: about this kid and his name is Hinata and he he just wants to be a volleyball star when he gets into high school. Uh only problem is he's really fucking short. Um and he gets teamed up with this other dude whose name I don't remember but his uh, his nickname is the king because he's really really good at volleyball but he's selfish and he doesn't he's not a team player. He only plays for himself. And he's better than everyone on his team, but he won't play to other people's like strengths and stuff. And so they take this little kid who's got a lot of energy. Uh, he's a good team player, but he's he's really short. And then this this dude who's a, a dickhead, and he stick them together, and they're gonna make they're gonna make a cool volleyball team. They're gonna be champions, and they're gonna make us they're gonna fill our hearts with joy and team um, spirit and friendship.
1: How did you stay up to two a.m.? Are there like a ton of episodes to go through?
0: There's like. Well we did we didn't start to like eleven, so that didn't that didn't help. But um, there's like yeah, it's like fifty some episodes, I think. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a
1: lot of episodes. That's a lot of anime, yeah. Of course, I mean, of course anime is all six. like sixteen minutes long, right? Like that's no oh, big yeah. deal.
0: Yeah. This weekend I just fucking played Kingdom Hearts and I absolved myself of having to play this game called Dream Drop Distance, which was originally a three DS game that got remade. Uh, for ps4 i played like seven hours of it and i said this fucking sucks i don't like it i'm watching the cutscenes on youtube and now i'm free now i'm playing kingdom hearts 3 i'm i I made it i made it there
1: dream drop distance isn't that like a puzzle game of some sort or like a like a color matching game or something
0: It (laughs) it sounds like it no you play as two different characters and you're inside of uh dreams and or like sleeping world you know I, i'm not going to get into the lore it's a lot um yeah exactly but there's this mechanic in it where you run out of time and so like you're playing as Sora the character and then your timer runs out and there is a way to stop that timer from running out but your timer runs out and it doesn't matter if you're in the middle of a boss or whatever it just stops and you switch over to play the other character uh and then till he runs out of time or you switch over it just it's just a lot it was just annoying i got a few hours in and then i was dying to one boss I was getting really irritated, and I was like, man, I shouldn't be getting this irritated if I like this game. But I don't fucking like this game, so I'm just going to watch the cutscenes on YouTube and move on with my life. And I feel good about it. I played all the other fucking Kingdom Hearts games at this point. I played fucking
1: three of them last week. It was crazy. That's that's a lot of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it sure fucking is. When you started this journey, you were kind of like... Because I remember talking to you on this podcast.
0: I said on this podcast, no, I'm not playing You're not gonna play Kingdom Hearts three.
1: You're like, it's it's I'm too old, it's passed me by, I feel awkward yeah. about it, it's been too many years, and now you have played like 60, 90 hours of Kingdom yep. Hearts, and you've got another yep. like forty left to go.
0: It's I don't know what happened. Well, I do I do know what happened, is that everybody got really excited on Twitter and Instagram when the third one came out, and I was like, Man, these people are fucking stoked. And their enthusiasm is inf- infectious, and I want to check this out. And then, um, and then Waypoint did their Kingdom Hearts lore podcast, and I was like, "This is fucking hilarious." I'm getting into it. I'm just doing it because I already owned all the other games. I bought like the collection on PS4 forever ago, so um, there was there was no reason to not not give it a try. I saved money. I have I canceled so many other pre ordered games, and I haven't had to spend any fucking money. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man, this is a weird time for video games because um, I still have not gone back to Persona 5 and and dropped the difficulty. I just, now it's built up in my head so much that I kind (laughs) of, I'm feeling weird about it. Um, But I've been looking at Stellaris. Have you seen this Stellaris game
0: anywhere? That sounds familiar, but I I, I don't know.
1: So it's a real crunchy, like, uh, 4X space game that's been on PC for, like, the last two or three years. And they just did a console edition. And, uh, like, I was... It, most people probably have no idea about this because i don't really talk about it a lot but uh, i was like a real big master of orion 2 fan like any of those 4x space games like really got my shit going when i was a teenager like yeah sure thing grandpa just i love that stuff dude like i don't know like creating your empire and like taking over the galaxy and fucking yeah, with that's other people fucking Awesome, it's great i mean but it's it's very like you know it's, there's a lot of numbers to keep track of and all that other shit sure. so
0: um sure they brought this that's one to you console. Get your, uh, your texas instrument calculator out. I,
1: yeah I, I gotta have my ti 83 out next yeah. to my, my ps4 controller <laughs> so i can get <laughs> all this shit done um but yeah that's coming out but then i'm like i'm not gonna buy this like incredibly huge and deep forex space game when sekiro is three weeks away like i'm i've gotta right. put some time right. in sekiro first so but i'm also not gonna finish persona 5 by the time sekiro comes out especially not no. at my glacial place p- pace that i'll play no. video games at nowadays so
0: i mean i gotta tell you like i said i, I put 60 fucking hours in, and I haven't... I didn't even meet all the characters, all the party members yet in Persona 5. It's a it's a beefy game.
1: That's crazy to me. Like, I figured... Because I was, I was already kind of 10 or 15 hours in, I was like, all right, you guys can stop telling me, like, teaching me how to do stuff. Just let me, like, turn me loose into an open world and let me do stuff. And then, yeah, it, that wasn't happening, so...
0: Yeah, that game has some length
1: to it. It does. Uh,
0: Persona 4 took me probably a year to beat. But, I, I mean, I played it off and on, and that was on my Vita, and I would just just have it with me playing at random i played it at work at lunch all the time i don't know if i would have been able to beat it otherwise even though i really liked it i never sat down for like really really long extended periods of time to to play it it just it just felt like a a quick i don't know maybe when persona 5 is on switch it'll be a little bit easier to get into
1: is it coming out on switch
0: ah that's the rumor um because what's his name joker is in uh smash
1: oh yeah sam and sam and is is, which is a joker's name in my video game (laughs) last name dean So yeah, like I, funny. what do they say do they, like call him, do they just call
0: him dean sometimes Are they calling him by his last name
1: well there's there's some uh sam ands but then they'll do like the dean San thing um <laughs> you know what i'm <laughs> saying or, yeah that's or son dean i don't remember exactly how it goes but when they do the last name uh they they do that there's a there's been a lot of sam ands though which is very funny mm-hmm. to me um mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't fit on the letters uh but they're right there i do have some some good screenshots of people saying things to sam and dean or about sam and dean which I find very hilarious. So. Yeah, are you ready to say some things about Sam and Dean? I am also ready. I don't actually. I that it's, fucking segue. It's been t- it's been two days, so I don't actually remember anything about this episode. I, it's been like two hours for me. <laughs> oh, um, so, yeah. So it
0: should be. Hey, I wrote a road so far too. Oh, good. Excellent. Jess was like, "Hey, I'm leaving. Are you gonna like say goodbye to me?" I was like, "One minute, babe. <laughs> I gotta, Inspiration has
1: struck. I got to do a thing here, babe." <laughs>